Welcome to Wyoming Valley Church's podcast with Pastor Todd Walker. As we continue our series of podcasts called The Deep End, we want to explore the glory of God today. This past Sunday, we began a new book series through the book of Ephesians, and we titled our theme, Lifestyles of the Rich and Godly. And in the first chapter of Ephesians, if you're familiar with it, Paul lists all of these wonderful blessings and gifts that come to God's people purely because he gave them to them. And it's to God's glory. And he said in verse 3, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has given us everything we have in Christ from God. And so God's glory obviously starts the passage off. You can tell that Paul wanted that to be clear in our minds, that we have an abundance of blessings. He says he lavished his grace upon us. He gave us wisdom and insight. Of course, we have everything that we stem. That stems from the Lord Jesus Christ, including salvation and life and hope. All of these wonderful things come to God's people purely because God gave them to us. And that's the only reason. We know that we didn't earn these things. These aren't things that were given to us because, you know, we were so good. Like gold stars when you're a little kid and they give you a gold star for doing good. That's not what these gifts were. These gifts were given to us quite the contrary. Um, In fact, we were bad people. We weren't good people. And God redeemed us. He gave us his grace. And that grace is the beginning of all of these wonderful promises we get from God. So I was taken from this one thing as we looked at this passage on Sunday, that the glory of God is is immense. It's the reason God does everything. He does everything for his glory. He does everything by his glory. And as we mentioned on Sunday, the reason he does that is because there's nothing higher to achieve for. There's nothing higher to, to attain than the glory of God. There's nothing higher to grasp. So the thing that God should strive after is his own glory because everything else is lesser. Everything else is worse. Everything else is less valuable than the glory of God. And God should strive after what's best. And he does. And that's his own glory. So this glory of God that you and I haven't truly experienced, um, we will one day. We will one day when we are perfect heavenly creatures, we will stand before the glory of God and it, it won't kill us. We'll be able to handle the glory of God and see the glory of God and experience the glory of God for the rest of time. But right now, we just sort of function based on the knowledge of that glory, based on the fact that God is a God who seeks after his own glory, and he loves us based on that glory. And so I want to think about this question today is, what does the glory of God do for us now? What does it do for us now? Have you ever walked into a room and forgotten why you did so? (laughs) I don't know if that's just a a trait of someone who's getting older or whatever, but I've done this on a few occasions. I've walked into a room and I literally forgot why I came in there. Maybe it's the result of having so many kids and I don't have any mind capacity left. But sometimes I'll walk into a room and go, why am I in the garage? Why am I here? I came to the garage. I don't have anything in my hands. I came here for a reason, but I forget what it is. It wasn't for a snack. It wasn't because I had to use the bathroom. Why am I in the garage? And sometimes I can think of it and sometimes I don't and I have to leave the garage in shame (laughs) and just return to my life going, what was that about? Well, sometimes I feel like we are sadly like people like that on earth. We function, but we have no purpose for the things that we do. We do them based on habit. We do it based on learned behavior. We do it based on the fact that everybody else does it this way. It's interesting though, the thing that separates us from the animals is we have well-developed minds and brains and we can function with purpose. We don't have to be like those people who want to wander into a room and go, why am I here? What am I doing here? 
We don't have to function like animals where we're just, we're just acting based on the purest desire that we have of our flesh. No, we can reason. We can reason in our minds and go, this is why I'm doing this. This is why I should spend my time or my money or my energy doing this thing. And we need to. And sadly, I don't know if it's social media or whatever, but it feels like we're getting worse. It feels like we're just functioning according to the standard that the world has. You know, I, I've said this before in a podcast, but I don't think we ask enough questions as people, as Christians. Maybe the question we need to ask is, why should I? Why should I do something? Why should I do this thing? Why are people doing this with their time? And why should I do that with my time? I don't know if that question gets asked a lot. It's almost like we just go on autopilot and we just start doing things. And if you would ask me, why am I doing that? It's like, I don't really know. It's it's what everybody else does. It's, it's, it's what's expected as an American. I I think we need to ask questions. And the question we need to ask, that doesn't come from Ephesians, it comes from 1 Corinthians. Paul tells us this in this one of those powerful verses that as soon as you hear it, you remember it. It's one of those verses that doesn't take a lot to memorize because it's so powerful. We've all heard this verse before, and this verse kind of sets the stage for what we're going to talk about today. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 10, 31, listen to what he says. He says, So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. We've heard that before, right? We've, we've memorized that verse. That verse is implanted in my brain ever since I was younger. It says, whatever I do, no matter what it is, whether it's eating or drinking, whether it's anything upon the earth, it should be done to the glory of God. Do I do that? Do I think about that? Do I even ask that question when I'm doing things? Does this have the propensity to bring my God glory? Well, if we learn anything from Ephesians 1, 3 to 10, we should learn that. That the reason we have salvation, the reason we have gifts from God, the reason we have blessings and promises coming to us, again, is not because we were good people. It's quite the contrary. We were bad people. But God decided to lavish his grace upon us purely so he would get the glory. Because when bad people get things, blessings and presence and forgiveness, those people can't pat themselves on the back. They can't get gold stars. They have to return the glory to someone else. And that's exactly the point of the glory of God. For us to thank God, for us to praise God, for us to worship God, for us to speak highly of our God. Otherwise, you would thank yourself. Otherwise, you would pat yourself on the back and go, didn't I do a good job? Wasn't that a great job there? Yeah, I should get a gold star. I should get something from God for that. But that's not what happened. God loved us while we were unlovely, while we were unlovable, while we were wicked creatures. God loved us. And he did that so that we would come to the obvious conclusion, what I have is a present from God. It's a present that I didn't deserve, that I didn't warrant, and I should thank him for it. I should praise him for it. I should devote my life to him because of that thing. And I think that's the whole point of this passage in Ephesians. He's talking to a church of people who are devoted to Jesus. And he's telling them as a reminder, listen, the reason you have what you have is not because you were devoted to Jesus. You're devoted to Jesus because of what God gave you. And so everything that you have is a gift from God, whether it be your salvation or your wisdom and insight from his word, it's all to God's credit. And really, you could say this as boldly as you want to, we don't have anything, anything good, if God doesn't strive after his own glory. Because again, there's no reason to love wicked, sinful creatures unless God desires to glorify himself through loving those people. And that's exactly what he did.
And it says in verse 6, to the praise of his glorious grace with which he has blessed us in the beloved. You and I, when we meet God, when we see his glory, are not going to pat ourselves on the back. We are going to give all glory to God because we don't have anything apart from God. And we will know that. And right now we can learn that. We don't have to wait till the other side to know that. We can learn right now that we have what we have that is good because God gave it to us. Purely because he loves his own glory. Well, it also makes makes point that once we understand that, that we now function under that banner. I mean, that's really what Paul is saying in 1 Corinthians 10.31. Now that you know that, now that you've learned that, now that you understand how important the glory of God is to God and to you and to your salvation and to your spiritual health, strive after things that glorify God. Because that's the whole point. That's the whole point of your breath and your lungs. That's the whole point of your spiritual life. That's the whole point of your forgiveness. That's the whole point of your redemption. That's the whole point of Jesus coming to this earth so that you and I might glorify our God in everything we do. But we're talking to people that oftentimes we have our own desires. You know, we want to do things because we want to do them. And I I went back to not asking questions, but really the reason we do things is because we want to do them. We want to do them. It'll make us happy. It'll make us smile that day. It'll make us feel good. Uh, it'll give us memories. Those are the reasons we do the things we do. It's, it's not much more deep than that oftentimes. It's, it's just something we like to do. And sometimes I hear myself and I hear other people just, just making decisions with no thought process behind it going, wait a minute, wait a minute. Does this glorify God? I mean, imagine if that was the question that came out of our mouth when we were deciding to do something. Does this glorify God? If not, I have no p- business with this at all. I have no business doing this. If this doesn't glorify my God, why am I doing this? This is the entire reason I function. This is the entire reason I have life. This is the entire reason I have a family with God at all is because his glory was sought. And now that he's made new creatures, we need to seek after the glory of God. And he's told us that. And 19 times in this little passage, this little paragraph from verses 3 to 10 of Ephesians 1, 19 times it mentions God's name. 19 times. I circled them. And it's it's doing that to make a point. It's all about God. It is all about God. God is the one who began your life. God is the one who gave you any life. God is the one who redeemed you from the pit, who broke your chains and shackles of sin and death. God is the one who brought you back into his family. God is the reason. And guess what? God is the reason you still exist. God is the reason you woke up today. God is the reason you have any functioning ability in your mind and heart. God. Oftentimes we forget that, we lose sight of that, and we just start functioning like animals, just going, yeah, I'm just going to do whatever everybody else is doing. I'm just going to do whatever I feel like doing today. And we forget the fact that we are designed to live for the glory of God. And when we live for the glory of God, that's a good thing for us. Because when we live for the glory of God, all of these promises are ours. We get all of these presents from God purely because of the glory of God. That is something you and I should want. Because if we don't live for the glory of God, we have no purpose. If we don't live for the glory of God, we're probably not in Christ. And if we do live for the glory of God, if that is sort of stamped in our life, that we are people that want the glory of God, then clearly we're his people. Because we've been trained to think that way by God, by his Holy Spirit, by his scriptures, by his church. 
And so 19 times Paul says, listen, God, God is the reason. God is the reason. God is the reason. And he wants us to know that because he's going to say, listen, this whole life that you need to live, live it for God's glory. And what if we asked the question about everything we did? What if we started to? Does this glorify God? Don't you think we function a little bit better? Don't you think we do a little bit better things than we normally would have? Don't you think our days look a little bit more holy, a little bit more loving, if not a lot more holy and a lot more loving? They do. They would. Because our standard would be higher. Our standard would be the glory of God. And if it doesn't glorify God, we, we shouldn't be doing it. It's, it's a waste of time at best, and at worst, it's sinful. But I think sometimes we just view God wrong. We view God like he's here for me. He's my helper. Whenever I need to be happy and healthy, I just call upon God and God makes me so because he's my helper. But that's not what the scriptures say. The scriptures say the opposite. We're here for God. When Jesus taught us how to pray, he said, pray this, Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And right there, he's telling us, it's not about you. It's not about you. You get a lot of things because of the glory of God. You get a ton of things. The things are endless. The things are eternal. The things are glorious. You will be experiencing these loving presence from God for the rest of time, but it doesn't mean it's about you. In fact, you should be thankful that it's not about you. Because if it's about you, the reasons to give you things have ceased. They've stopped. I was sinful. I was wicked. I mean, if, if there were reasons to give me things based on my own goodness, I don't get anything. I have zero. I have zilch. But if God blessed me because of his own glory, then the reasons to continue to bless me are endless. Because every single time he gives something to someone who was originally not good, God receives glory. And so when God can give us things and he'll know that we are going to use that thing back for his glory, he would continue to bless us. Why wouldn't he? But if he sees that we're going to take things from him and use them for our own glory, our own purposes, why would he continue to give us things? That doesn't give him glory. That robs his glory. And I think one of the biggest sins, the reason it's the biggest sin, idolatry, is because it robs the glory of God. I mean, remember the Israelites in the wilderness? They actually made a statue of their golden jewelry and they started bowing down to it, praising it for getting them out of Egypt. And God was, I mean, he was so angry by this, saying, "You're not only are you robbing me of my glory, for what I did, you didn't get yourselves out of Egypt. You, I get you out of Egypt. Not, not only that, I got you through the Red Sea. When you were pinned between the Red Sea and the Egyptian army, somehow you got out of it. How did you do that? Because God separated the Red Sea in two and you walked on dry ground. That's how. And then they get into the wilderness. They start bowing down to the statue and God's like, you got to be kidding me. And that's when God starts this sort of relationship with the Israelites. And he basically says to them for the next several generations, come back to me. Serve me. Glorify me. I want to love you. I want to bestow gifts upon you. And the people say, nah. Or they do for a time and then they leave and they go back to their idols. And God basically says, no, I'm not going to give you the promised land then. Why would I give you things? You're taking what I'm giving to you that was intended for my glory and you're using it for your own glory or some glory of some made-up God? No, I'm not going to do that any longer because I care about my glory. I do everything based on my glory. And these promises that are promised to the Ephesians are, are because these Ephesians got it. They got it. They were faithful to Jesus. Paul said that in the first couple verses of the chapter. The Ephesians were faithful to Jesus Christ. And God knew that by giving more presence to the Ephesians, they would be blessed and he would get the glory. 
So why wouldn't he continue to give them things? Why wouldn't he continue to lavish his grace upon them? Because they weren't taking the gifts and going, ah, yes, I've been so good. Thank you, God. I'm such a good person. No, they were saying, God, you, you love us. You're good. You're holy. You're righteous. You're forgiving. You're merciful. You're kind. It's all to you, God. And God says, yes, that's the kind of relationship I want. I'm going to give them more. I'm going I'm to unload the truckload of my blessings. I'm going to break the dam of my blessings. I'm going to give them everything because they get it. They get it. And the question we have to ask today is, what are we doing with our lives? Are we doing things that bring God glory? And I don't just mean talking highly of God. I'm mean actions that match up to what he taught us. And Jesus came to this earth so that we knew what a life dedicated to the glory of God looks like. It looks like sacrifice. It looks like obedience. It looks like surrender. It looks like faithfulness and devotion. Christ knew exactly what glorified God. And he just sacrificed for the rest of his life because he said, it's all about God's glory. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to redeem my people because I want my God to get the glory. And I'm going to spend my entire life sold out to God's purpose and God's plan. Well, Jesus, if you do that, you might not get a lot of things on earth. Yeah, I know. It's not about me. It's about the glory of God. And by serving the glory of God, I will be blessed for all of eternity. And isn't Jesus blessed for all of eternity? He is. It says in Philippians 2 that he got the name that is above every name. That Jesus was given everything. He was given the inheritance. That basically everything belongs to Jesus. And in heaven, we are all going to belong to Jesus. We are all going to praise Jesus because Jesus sought the glory of God more than anyone ever has. And now Jesus is going to be blessed for the rest of time. And really, I think that's a great equation. We get blessed and God gets the glory. But if we get blessed and God doesn't get the glory, that's not good. That's not good. Then we're selfish creatures. Then we're animalistic creatures. Then we're, we're just bad people. We're just people who are robbing from the glory of God. No, that's not what God wants. So he's, he's all for giving us blessings. He's all for blessing us. Spiritually speaking. Now, he does give us physical blessings, but he has much grander things to give us than things that bless us on the earth. But he does do that also. God does give us physical blessings from time to time, but he has better things in store. And he wants to give us those things. And God is unashamed of his love for us. He is unashamed of that. He wants to bless us for the rest of eternity. But only if we get on board. Only if we get on board with living for the glory of God. And we should always use our life. We should always use our, our voice. We should always use our, our actions and our thoughts and our energy and our time to live for the glory of God. And, and I know that's, that's a big statement to make, and I'm not saying that. that's a thing I do all the time. That's something i got to grow in. But we should. We should based on what God is, based on purely who he is, based on his beauty, based on his value, based on his goodness and his righteousness, right there is enough for us to live for the glory of God. But if we needed more incentive, and honestly, sometimes as people, we do need more incentive, Paul says, okay, even beyond what God is and what he deserves based on what he is, based on what he's given you, based on what you have through Christ, you should glorify God. And that we need that reminder. We have to have the reminder because I said, sometimes we're just an autopilot and we're just functioning like people, robots even. It's just like, I, I, I'm just doing things. Why, why am I watching this? I, why wouldn't I watch it? 
Why am I going to this place? Why wouldn't I go to this place? Why am I buying this with my money? Why wouldn't I buy this with my money? Why am I majoring in this? Why am I working here? Why wouldn't I? It's something I want to do. All bad reasons. All bad reasons because they don't mention the glory of God. And Paul is saying, listen, listen, listen to what I'm saying 19 times. God. It's about God. You're here for God. You have blessings because of God. Your breath exists for God. Your, your church is for God. Everything you've been given is so that you will glorify God. And if you remember that, God will continue to bless you because he will get more glory from that. But if you rob from the glory of God, why would he give you more blessings? Why would he? Well, if you continue to live in sin, why would God give you more blessings? To hurt him with? That makes no sense at all. But... If you are like the Apostle Paul, and Apostle Paul, you can look at his life and go, I don't know, he didn't seem really that blessed. He spent a lot of time in jail and dungeons, a lot of times went hungry. I don't know if I want that lifestyle. He didn't look that blessed to me. No, maybe not on earth. But Paul lived for the glory of God. And you know what Paul is reaping today? He is reaping the eternal blessings that come from a life sold out to the glory of God. He is. The promises came true. And, and Paul today is still giving glory to God, I believe. I believe he is, he is saying to God, he is praising God, he is worshiping to God, God, it's all you. It's all you. It's always been you. Thank you for what I have. I don't have it without you. And God, I want your name to be highly exalted. I want your name to be magnified across the nations. I want people to see my life and say, why is he sold, so sold, sold out to God in Christ? Why is he? And for the reason to go because of who God is and because of what he's done for me. That's it. That's it. Not because I'm trying to earn anything. Because of what he is and what he's done for me. That's it. That's why I live for the glory of God. And Paul lived that kind of lifestyle. Paul got it. The Ephesians got it. We can tell from the way Paul writes this letter. They got it. And Jesus is the reason. Jesus is the reason this can all make sense. Jesus is the reason you and I can get blessed. Jesus is the reason you and I can live for the glory of God. Jesus connected everything. And without Jesus' sacrifice on the cross, God couldn't love us. God couldn't bless us. We couldn't live for the glory of God. But because of what Jesus did, because of the life that he lived, the death that he died, the resurrection, we are blessed for the rest of time and God can be glorified for the rest of time. And that is a sweet relationship right there. That is the covenant relationship God always wanted to have with his people. Live for my glory, live for my name, and let me bless you for the rest of time. I hope we will listen to that. I hope we will get on board. I hope we will read that part of Ephesians over and over until it's implanted in our brain that it's all about God. It's all about his glory. It's all about his namesake. And that we should strive after that because it's the best thing for our God and it's the best thing for us. Blessings to you. Thanks for listening to the Wyoming Valley Church Podcast. Join us for worship Sunday mornings beginning at 1030. We're located in the Dolphin Plaza on Highway 315 in Wilkesbury. Learn more about us at wyomingvalleychurch.org. Wyoming Valley Church, a place where all are welcome.